photography chat with Merlin. Photography chat with Merlin. Welcome to another episode of the Photography Chat. We're uh, season three, episode 21, and we're being joined by Nicole uh, Marsden out of uh, Toronto. Um, do you want to say hi to everyone? Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran into you in Kensington Market when I was in Toronto recently, and you were you were playing around with a Polaroid. Um, you want to talk about how you got into photography and uh, what interests you about it, or...? So I got my first uh, film camera from the thrift store for $5 when I was 18, and I've been taking pictures on film ever since. It's been almost nine years. That's awesome. What, what uh, kind of camera did you find in the thrift store? It's a Nikon EM. Okay. That's you probably a- haven't heard of it. No, I, I've heard of the EM. That's a good score for five oh. bucks. Yeah, that, that was like um, it was sort of like a, a base level, um, like SLR, right? Yeah, That's you can't cool. do like every SLR thing with it, but it's an SLR. That's pretty cool. So do you still yeah. just use that one EM or have you gotten the like total camera addiction and ended up buying a bunch of other stuff since then? Yeah, I have several cameras. I don't use that one anymore. Oh. What's your favorite camera now? Oh. Contact 53. Oh shit. Okay. That's yeah. a pretty sweet camera. I'll show you. Oh, your buffer in there. Are you still with us? Sorry, folks. Looks like we're having some technical difficulties. my internet can you guys still oh we lost her let's see if we can get her back hey sorry about that i'm not sure what happened i'm not sure either (laughs) so you're just showing us some of your new cameras there I saw that contacts before you dropped off. That is sweet. I'm guessing you didn't find that for five bucks in a thrift store. <laughs> no. Where'd you pick so that? It was up? a gift. Oh, was it? That's awesome. That's a very nice gift. Yeah. It's really good for urban exploring because it's so discreet. So is that the kind of photography you like to do the most then? Yeah. Cool. How, how did you get into the urban exploring? I've been into it like my whole life. Like I've just always been attracted to abandoned places. Like they're just so beautiful. Like it's hard to describe it. Like 
and deep feeling that it makes me feel. So, yeah. Like, I'm kind of curious because I, I like enjoying abandoned places too. Like exploring and, and sorry, I enjoy exploring abandoned places also. Um, and I think I might know the feeling you talk a bit about. Um, is it like kind of like a curiosity of like um, who had been there before and like what had happened there before and things like that? Yeah, I like it when I see pictures on the internet where it shows, like, the place in its heyday and then the abandoned version. Well, pretty soon you might be able to experience some of that, going to places that you used to frequent that could end up abandoned in the not-so-distant future. Yeah, a lot of bowling places are becoming abandoned. A bowling alley? Bowling? Like bowling alleys? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never really thought about that. But, like, bowling alleys were around so much when I was a little kid. Like, everyone did bowling. Um, even if you didn't yeah. like bowling, you did bowling. But you don't really see that as often anymore. Yeah. So what what are some of the uh, more interesting favorite places you've explored so far? So last weekend I went to several locations. I went to several houses. And one of them had, like, tons of stuff left behind, like, clothes in the closet and stuff. And I also went to an abandoned college that was in the middle of nowhere. It was really cool, but I didn't get in. Oh, it was all locked up? or? Yeah, like, I explored around one building, and it was all locked up. And I got kind of spooked, so I just didn't explore the other building. That's fair. Yeah. So you have like a, an exploring crew that you go out and check these places out with? or Not a crew, but I always go with somebody. That's a smart idea. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> it can be. Um, yeah, I've gotten in a few dicey situations exploring places where I was glad that other people were there with me. Otherwise, it could have not been great. Yeah, on the weekend when I went into one of the houses, there was someone upstairs. Like someone just hanging out in the abandoned house? Well, I didn't go upstairs, but I heard the footsteps. Oh, holy shit. Probably a homeless person. And the, I'm guessing these are in like the, like around Toronto or like sort of more out into the, um, like the suburbs and stuff? It was in St. Thomas, Ontario. I've never been out that way it's before. Near London. That's really cool. Yeah. There's something neat about wandering around like old abandoned places and exploring them and just getting a sense for like maybe what used to be there. That sort of feeling of the place. Sometimes the smells of the place like are, are kind of you know, add to the whole experience. Sometimes not great. <laughs> yeah. Where have you explored? Oh, man. So a bunch of places in, in British Columbia. I didn't really get a chance to do a whole lot when I was in Toronto. Um, but uh, it's some old insane asylums. 
Um, those were super freaky. Um, you could definitely feel that something not good happened there. Um, been in an old, a couple of old residential schools when I was younger. Um, also equally creepy. Um, not good feels in those ones. Uh, there, There's an old... There still might be a few buildings left, but there was like an old abandoned military base outside of Kamloops where I lived with my family for a while. And uh, that was pretty cool to explore too. I tried to get into an abandoned psychiatric hospital not too long ago, but it was all boarded up. Uh, so it was hard to get into? Yeah. Well, maybe it's for the best. Those places are really creepy. <laughs> That's true. But it's kind of interesting to, like, you know, check them out and, and whatnot. Old houses are weird. Like, last summer, it wasn't necessarily an abandoned house, but I went into this uh, this house that a friend of mine was helping the family, like, clean up. I, I guess it had been, like, the parents lived there. <clears throat> they passed away, and all their stuff was there. And... It was just kind of surreal, like walking around these people's lives while a bunch of strangers just sort of like picked at it and was trying to look for things that were valuable to like make money off of and then just like throw the rest of it out. And uh, yeah, it was just weird like seeing like all of their stuff and their like kid stuff from when they were kids and, you know, just like a couple generations of like a family in this house that, you know, just a bunch of random people were rifling through. Oh, there you go. You're back now. So is there any other things you like to shoot other than like, uh, abandoned places or. Having some some Wi-Fi problems here. Oh, we'll see if she comes back. Sorry about that, folks. We're just having some technical difficulties today. Hello. Welcome back. I don't know what happened. Oh, that's all right. Um, so other than like abandoned places, is there any um, other kinds of things that you like to shoot a lot? Or I like to shoot like street art. And I like just walking around and stumbling upon things. Like I posted pretty recently this Virgin Mary statue with no head pretty cool yeah that was the one of the ones that you you shared with me to post which I, I really liked and was that with like an expired film or yeah oh, that's cool uh, where do you find that's your pretty much what I always use oh so you'd like to just shoot exclusively yeah. expired film
Uh-oh. The internet's buffering today. Sorry, folks. We'll get her back here. It's always something funny with the chat. Hey, Sarah, what's up? Welcome back again. Hello? Hey, you're there. So, where where do you... I do mostly shoot expired. So, now. Sorry, what's that? I do mostly shoot expired film. Okay. I think you're having some some connection problems there, Nicole. Um, maybe you need to be closer to your your Wi-Fi. Try again. Hey. Hi. <laughs> it sounds like you're, it looks like you're having some trouble with your Wi-Fi today. I guess. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> no worries. Um, oh, someone's like, is this an expired connection? <laughs> That's funny. That's well played. Good work, Neo. Um, oh, and then Derek also said, North America's first commor- commercial oil well was in Ontario, a place called Oil Springs, and down the road, Petrolia. Someone should go capture, uh, go and capture on film. That's cool. Yeah, I should go there. Have you ever explored those places? No. Oh, maybe there's a couple more for you to check out. Yeah. So where do you find your expired film from? I find it on eBay. Okay. And has it been like going up on like going up in price a lot or? Not really. It's pretty cheap. Well, that's good that it's still pretty cheap. Is it's like one way to like beat the Kodak prices, right? Beat the Kodak prices? Oh, because, like, new Kodak film is so expensive. Sorry, what were you going to say before that? Oh. Um, well, you never know what's going to happen. It could be a waste of a roll in this expired film. So it shouldn't be too expensive. Have you had many uh, expired film rolls go bad on you? or? Yeah, last time, one of them it turned out just blue and white. Like, black and white, but blue and white. Oh, weird. Yeah, I didn't like it. I'm not going to use any of them for anything. Was it supposed to be color film? Yeah. Crazy. I wonder what it made it. It's happened before, once before. Huh. I wonder what makes makes it do that. That that's a really crazy color combo. Yeah. I don't know. I um. The, after the photos you sent me there, though, I really like that headless nun one. Um, but then I was really curious about the one that 
looks like it's is that the um, Great Wall of China? No, it's okay. not the Great Wall of China. It's in Portugal. It's just some random castle in this city called Sintra. There's like several castles, and that's one of them. It's such a cool, like, moody photo, though. Like, um, I really liked how it turned out because um, just the the way the film must have aged or something, it just gives it this, like, sort of, like, brooding, moody feel to it. It was foggy. Okay. That added to it. That's really cool. I, I used an Ilford disposable camera. Oh, nice. So that would have been probably like HP5 or XP2, like one or the other, right? I think it's a green one. Okay, so that would have been the HP5 one. Um, that's cool. Um, those disposable cameras are a lot of fun. I really like messing around with them. Same. How long were you in Portugal for? Uh, just over a week. That's cool. I'm guessing that was uh, before COVID times. It was, yeah. Now that like COVID's winding down a bit, any plans to go on any like travel adventures anywhere to take photos of things? Or so far, nothing too exciting. Just plans within Ontario for now. That's cool. Well, yeah. if you like Polaroid. I definitely recommend trying to check out Texas um, the last weekend in September going into October um, in Denton in Dallas. There's like a big thing called Policon, uh, which is put on by the Instant Film Society. And um, it's like a, a whole weekend celebration of like Polaroids and stuff. And like people fly in from all over the States and sometimes Canada to, to go check it out. That's cool. Yeah, it's a lot Is of Is that fun. where you live? No, I, I live in Vancouver. Um, oh, okay. So I used to live in Toronto, but um, then the pandemic happened, and uh, I missed my family because I'm, I'm originally from the West Coast and was just living in Toronto for just about five years for work. And, uh, yeah, with COVID and everything, just decided to move back to, uh, to British Columbia to be closer to family. Does that, um, so you've always been in, in Toronto then? or? Well, I'm actually in Windsor right now. Oh, cool. But I'm from Toronto. So you're living out in Windsor now? or? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I've been living here for several years, but I still like identify as a Torontonian. Well, it was just a lucky chance that to run into you in Kensington Market that weekend. Yeah, my family lives in Toronto. That's cool. Um, Derek wants to know. So I'm there often. Oh, it's good that you get to get into uh, Toronto often. Um, Derek wants to know what your favorite cameras are. Well, this one's number one. The contacts, yep. That would definitely be number one. And then I like this one. 
Which one's that? Minolta XG1. Oh, nice. The reason why I like it is because it has light leaks, and oh. I like that look. It can be a very cool look when, when you get light leaks and they hit in, in a really good way. Yeah. And I guess my third Canon AE1. That's a classic. I, I've got an AE1. I, I think that was the one that you had along with the Polaroid that weekend. Yeah. The AE1's a classic. You can't go wrong with that one. Yeah. And I've used the Pentax K1000 a lot, which is also a classic. Yeah, there's a lot of people that swear by the K1000. I, I've never fucked with one. Um, hmm. I've always been a bit of like a Nikon whore, but um, I've heard good things about it. Yeah. And then I, I noticed in the profile picture that you sent out and also in, in the background of your, your video there, you have a guitar. Um, so you play like in bands or just for fun or... Oh, sorry. We I, I lost you there. You you broke up a bit. Okay. Well, let's see if she comes back. Sorry about all the technical difficulties tonight, everyone. The joy of, of doing this stuff live, I guess. I probably should have unplugged and then plugged in my Wi-Fi before doing this. <laughs> um, do you want to take a minute to go do that or...? Sure, I'll try it. Okay. Um, go try and reboot your Wi-Fi, and I will amuse everyone for a few minutes. <laughs> okay. All right. So how's everyone's week going? I took a film photography class, and all four people had an AE1. Yeah, the AE1s are fantastic cameras. You can't really go wrong with them. I... I quite enjoy uh, the AE one that I have. Hey, Paul, thanks for joining in. Kodak put a half frame out? No, I've not seen that, Derek. All right. Hopefully this works a little bit better this time. Yeah. 
Yeah, so before uh, I lost you the, the last time there, I was, I was a bit curious about um, the, the guitar and stuff because you uh, had that in your profile picture and uh, also noticed in the background there you've, you've got a guitar behind you. And um, So do you play in bands or just for fun? or I just play for fun. That's cool. How long have you been playing for? Since I was 15. Okay. What kind of stuff do you like playing? Lana Del Rey. That's fun. Do you play? Um, I, I have. I haven't in a long time. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I used to play bass in some punk bands when I was much younger and um, still play guitar sometimes. But um, definitely miss being in bands. It was a lot of fun like um, playing at shows and like hanging out at shows. And I often wish that I was into photography when I was doing the band stuff because it would have been cool to have like film photos of all that stuff instead of like just brain photos that seem to sort of like fade away as you get older. Yeah. I actually have a base right here. I'll show you. Oh, sweet. What kind of bass is that? Fender. Oh, damn. Is it Fender Jazz? I think so. Yeah, Jazz. That's so cool. <laughs> How long have you been playing that? I got this a really long time ago, and I don't play it ever. It's really dusty. <laughs> Did you ever I play it? I probably. Did you think about playing bass at, at some point and just like decided not to or? Well, I do love the sound of the bass in songs, especially if it's really heavy, but it's not as fun for me to play, even though I really like the sound of it. Mm -hmm. I prefer guitar. Yeah, with with most music, like bass kind of gets like relegated into the background to just sort of be like uh, just the rhythm section kind of thing. But there are some bands out there where it's like bass is like the the main focus, and those are kind of cool. Um, like one of my favorite ones for that is Primus. Les Claypool does some like really crazy shit with his bass guitar. And he's like the lead instrument in there. Like the guitars like support him instead of the other way around. And uh, yeah, he was always kind of like a bit of like one of my bass guitar idols when, when I was a kid slapping the bass. Cool. Yeah, music's a lot of fun to like get into. I, I definitely miss like jamming with, with people and, you know, maybe now that COVID's relaxing a little bit more or something. Um maybe get more into that yeah same yeah do you have any like um projects you've been planning with your photography or um you know things that you, you've done with it already that uh you've been stoked about well i have plans to explore more abandoned places this weekend and the next weekend and I was thinking of making a photo book out of all the abandoned places. 
So maybe I'll do that. That sounds a fantastic idea. I'd definitely pick up a copy of that. Yeah. That one uh, photo that you sent that has like the heavy light leak in it than in the like uh, factory space or something. Was that with um, the uh, Minolta that has the light leaks? No, that was with the Pentax K1000 and I used psychedelic blues film. So there's like light leaks exposed to the film Okay. before you buy it. Crazy. I've never messed with that film before. It's one of my favorites. That's cool. So you really like having like sort of like funky images and stuff like that. Yes. Cool. What have been some of your favorite images you've taken outside of like the, the headless nun? Well, the pictures I posted recently with at the abandoned church, I really like those pictures. Let's take a look. Oh man. Was that with Metropolis or, or uh, with uh, Lemo Purple? No. It's with Expired. Crazy. It, it almost looks like Lemo Purple a little bit. Well, I can show you the exact kind. This is the exact kind. It always turns out purple. Crazy. I've never heard of that but kind not before. Too purple. It's really good. That's very cool. Yeah, I that, like this kind. I mean, you can't go wrong with Cinestill eight hundred. It's it's a great film. Have uh, did you get into the uh, the backing for the Cinestill four hundred D? lost her again sorry everybody you're back did uh, did you get in on the kickstarter for the Cinestill 400d Oh, you're still buffering. Let's see if uh, see if you come back. Sorry, everybody. I guess rebooting the Wi-Fi didn't help. Hello again. Hi. <laughs> um, no, I was just curious if uh, if you got in on the Kickstarter for the Cinestill 400D. I didn't, but I really wanted to. Did you? Um, I didn't get on the... Well, I got like one roll of the early bird stuff. 
um, that just came in. So I got to go pick that up from my U.S. post box um, this weekend. Um, but I got some of the other, like the, I bought some of the 120 and uh, 35 mil that's um, not going to come out till like later this year. But pretty excited to try it out. The one that comes in the purple packaging, right? Yeah, yeah. The purple guy. What's different about it? Um, so it the 800T is a tungsten balanced one. So it, it's uh, more like suited for like shooting with, um, excuse me, with tungsten lighting. But the, um, the 400 is daylight balanced. So it's more well-rounded for just like shooting during the day and stuff, which, I mean, I shoot 800 all the time in the daytime. And I like the effect that you get from it because it kind of like washes out and gets these really cool colors because um, the color balance is like a little bit off. Um, but the 400 kind of, it should look a little more truer. And some of the sample photos they posted look freaking awesome. So I'm pretty stoked to try it because I like the, the 50D I've shot a lot, which is a really great daylight film. Um, even though it's 50 ISO, you get some really beautiful colors from it. And uh, it's just, it has a really cool richness to it. Um, if you've never tried it, um, I definitely recommend trying a roll, but um, shoot it when you're going to be somewhere sunny. I've never tried that one. It's a cool one. It comes in the blue packaging. Yeah, I've seen it. I have always wanted to try it. I probably will sometime soon. Yeah, and the double X is also really cool. Um, that's the black and white film and, um, that has just a really cool like tonality to it. Like the, the, um, blacks just come out really nice and it is a really smooth looking film. Uh, it's one of my favorite black and whites to shoot and you can get it from Cinestill as the double X or downtown camera is doing their own rolling of it now, which, um, it looks pretty good. And then downtown camera is also doing um, two other films that are kind of cool. They've got prototype 400 D and um, it's should be similar to like what this in still one's going to be like, but it's something that um, downtown camera is making. And then they're also doing 640 T, which um, is a tungsten balance one. So it'll look a little more similar to the uh, Cinestill 800. And I've shot both of those when I was in Toronto, and those were really cool films. So if you're in downtown camera buying some film at any point, you should definitely check those out. That's where I get my stuff developed. Nice. Yeah. Well, next time you're taking some stuff in to get it developed, you should uh, try some of that film. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I probably will. I haven't been actually physically there in a long time. Because I've just been mailing my film there. But next time I go there. Yeah, I've been mailing it there too. Like they'll mail you the film too. Like if you wanted to like just order some. And next time they mail your negatives back. You can uh, get them to send some film along. Yeah, true. Yeah. Do they still sell Fuji Natura 1600? Uh, no. <laughs> no? I mean, I, I don't know if... Um, Anyone's really selling that anymore. Um, actually, let's double check. Let's look at the downtown camera website. Come on, internet. 
Uh, it's not looking. It's not looking good. Website is not very intuitive. Okay. 35 millimeter color. No. They just have Superior 400 or Superior 200 or Fuji Color 200. So you might have to. Hit up eBay for the sixteen hundred. Hello. Oh, hey, you're back again. Yeah, I was just saying that it doesn't look like they've got the sixteen hundred anymore. It looks like um, it's just um, uh, four hundred and two hundred, which is kind of a bummer. That sucks. Yeah. Have I you ever used it? Yeah, I, I have. Um, I still have a few rolls of it in the fridge that I should probably shoot sooner than later because they're a couple of years old now. Um, I bought them when Downtown Camera was still in their old location on the block over. When they were still where? At their old location, um, a block down from where they are now. Oh, when did they move? Oh, fuck, like... Two and a half years ago now, maybe? Something like that? Hmm. Yeah, they're in the old Henry's rental space now. So they're just uh, just down from the sketchy McDonald's on the corner of uh, Queen and Church. And then Chris says that uh, he likes your backdrop very much. Thank you. Is that just like some it's, curtains that you put trees on or? Yeah, it's like a tapestry with misty trees. That's cool. Is that uh, Did you make that or? No, I got it on Etsy. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So other than like photography and music, is there any other creative things that uh, that you explore or like doing? Yeah, I make candles. You make candles? And I sew. Okay. That's cool. How did you get into candle making? Uh, just like looking up how to do it on the internet. That's cool. So do you sell those anywhere? Or? Yeah, I sell them on Etsy. Okay. What's, what's your Etsy if anyone wants to check it out? It's Foxy Empress. Potions. Okay, Foxy Empress Potions. So if you're looking for candles, and do you put any of your sewing stuff on there? Uh, no, I don't. I've just, I'm a beginner with the sewing stuff. I can show you something I sewed. It's okay. right next to me.
Whoa. It's a, like a. It's a sweatshirt. Khaki green crew neck. That's really cool. Yeah. How long did it uh, take you to make that? So it was like a class and it was like several hours. That's very impressive. I can barely sew like, you know, stitch holes and stuff like that. So it's amazing to see when people can make really cool things like that. Yeah, it's fun, but hard. Is it? Um, Chris says that looks like the most, or the most comfortable looking shirt ever. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So what, like, what made you decide to try doing candle making? Um, well, I've always been interested in it because I just like DIY stuff. Like I've just always enjoyed that kind of stuff. But there was a movie that pushed me further into it. It's called The Love Witch. So it's like a horror movie about this witch that's like obsessed with love. And she makes candles for a living. And I wanted to be like her character. Okay. So is that where the potions part comes in for the Etsy? Yeah. I use the same font from the credits in the movie for my logo. Chris says, candles are awesome light sources for moody photos too. <laughs> True. Have you used any of your candles as a, like, you know, props for photos at all? Or I did take some film pictures of my candles in the, like, recent film that I got back. But it didn't really turn out in a usable way like it did look kind of cool because the flame turned out green Whoa! but you couldn't really tell what you were looking at it just wasn't that nice of a picture mm. but it had potential well you'll just have to experiment with it a little bit more then yeah that's very cool um so other than just having like a witchy theme, do you make any of the candles for like witchy purposes? Um, kind of. Okay. Well, it's more like the aesthetic than anything. But there's like, okay, I made this candle that has frankincense and myrrh and gold flakes and in the bible it says when you combine those three things it creates magic so i combine those three things so maybe but i'm not making guarantees <laughs> well i mean there's only one way to find out you guys got to go buy one of her candles and see if magic happens when you light it and then Chris says, uh, how do you find those cool locations like that old church and how do you get access to those places for photos? So I find them online mostly. I found the church online. I found out which town it was in and then I just looked up churches in that town and it was such a small town that it didn't take long at all. And 
I didn't know I was going to be able to get in, but I just, it was like 40 minutes away. So I just went and walked around and then one of the doors was open, but I had to like, it went down to the basement and the basement was flooded. So it was kind of tricky. Oh, so you had to like walk through the flooded basement or? Yes. Gross. (laughs) Yeah. It was only flooded by like this much. Okay. So I could just like walk on my heels, but it's still pretty gross because it's probably like moldy. Yeah. Yeah. But it was worth it. Yeah. The photos of it turned out really awesome. And then Connor says that your aesthetic is the coolest. Thank you, Connor. (laughs) (laughs) And then Chris asks, is it urban exploration type stuff? Yes, it is. So there's never guarantees that I'll be able to get in. That's cool. I mean, the places that you have gone to um, have turned out really amazing, though. Like, you know, looking at, at your, uh, what you shared and like what's on your feed. Um, so many cool photos. Like, I I think if you were to make a book, um, there would be a lot of interest on in it. Like, um, you have a lot of really, really funky images. Thank you. The Jesus 2021 also kills me a little bit. (laughs) What'd you say? The Jesus 2021 also kills me a little bit. I like that one. Where did you find that one? Just stumbled upon it. It was in Michigan. Okay. Well, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that was before the border closed that you were able to go see that. It was um, during... How'd you get over the border then? Well, you could always take a plane. Oh, okay. So even though you like live like spitting distance from Michigan, you had to fly into it. Yes. Doesn't really make sense. No. Well, luckily you can go over now as long as you take a COVID test. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, yeah, Chris, it's no wonder you mentioned 1600 film because those urban exploration sites can be pretty dim. Yeah. It's hard to get good lighting inside. Have you thought about, like, um, using flashes and stuff for any of your stuff when you're exploring? Yeah, I use the flash on this camera. So that's why I always bring this one. That makes sense. Yeah. Without a flash, it would be really hard to get good pictures yeah some sometimes a flash is absolutely necessary um and then connor says that uh, they have so many film cameras and really want to get back into it and they want to know what camera you use which um has come up a few times it's the contacts t3 right? that's a pretty bitching camera <laughs> is there any other cameras that you have on your like radar that you want to check out or like different things you want to play with or 
I've had this like Instamatic camera for years that I've never used. You have to like get an adapter to use 35 millimeter on it. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Um, Film Photography Project um, makes stuff for that too. Have you tried it at all? I've never really fucked with the old box cameras before. Um, but I know lots of people who have and have really enjoyed it. And Chris is wondering, do you bring many props with you for urban expedition photos or do you just find lots of old cool stuff to set up in those photos? I don't bring any props. I just see what's there. But honestly, I thought about bringing a prop. I felt like bringing a Ouija board into the abandoned church could be a cool picture. That would be a really cool picture, actually. Yeah. But do you want to bring a Ouija board into an old abandoned church? Well, I'm kind of scared of Ouija boards, (laughs) but I wouldn't actually play. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're legit scary. Like, you, you shouldn't, they're not really something to trifle with. No. So, it's good that you have respect of them then. So, you, know, you could avoid waking something up that you don't want to hang out with. But that yeah. would be a cool I just like, there. yeah, I like the contrast of the evil with the good, you know? Yeah, it's a good contrast. It's just. It's a cool picture. Um, Derek is curious if you've ever thought about trying a medium format camera. I've thought about it, but I'm not in a rush to, because I just enjoy 35 millimeter. That's fair. Do you use medium format? Um, I do. Um, I, I have... I got really sucked into like gear acquisition stuff. So um, I have a bit of everything. I mostly shoot 35 millimeter, but um, also do shoot a good chunk of uh, medium format and then also have large format. So I do four by five and have been looking at getting an eight by 10. Is it expensive? (laughs) Yeah. Um, As you like, as you, tear up and move into like the bigger formats like it it does get a bit more expensive and it all depends on the camera too so like um the medium format camera i shoot the most lately is uh, a fuji gw690 which is uh they call it the texas leica it's like a big rangefinder camera and um that uses uh, medium format film and it's a six by nine format so it's like the same sort of uh, rectangle size as a 35 millimeter just bigger um and you only get eight shots with it so it's like the film's more expensive and then you only get eight shots out of the roll so it's like you know when you start going through the film it gets a bit more expensive but some people like shooting um the the four five because that's like a a bit of a smaller size there where you get more more shots out of the the film roll um i can't remember how many you get out of a four five but that seems to be where a lot of people had is like four or five. Um, but I also like shooting six by six, which is like the square and, and square is a lot of fun. 
What do you think of 110 films? 110s are cool. So I've got like a little tiny like 110 guy. And um, it's like the tiniest um, SLR that I have. Because it's just like fucking adorable. <laughs> like it's, I bought it from Burlington Camera when I was driving through one day. And uh, like it was just for like shits and giggles mostly because I was like, this thing looks ridiculous. Like it's a little SLR that you could fit in the palm of your hand. Um, but it takes really cool photos. And um, now the downtown camera is doing like the scanning for the 110. Um, that was pretty cool too. So I've been shooting that a little bit more. That would probably be the next type of film I would try. Yeah, 110 is cool. And Minolta makes like a really cool little like 110 SLR. Um, camera was, I think it's just called like the, the 110 Super Zoom or something like that. And you can usually find them pretty cheap. Or you can get Yeah, like, they sell. Oh, sorry, was that? You go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, they, I saw they sell like a lot of expired 110 films on ebay so i wanted to try that yeah and there's so many like different kinds of them that you can get because like there's the slr ones and then chris is like yeah 110 spy cameras you can get those like sort of like bar kind of ones that are really cool um yeah 110 a lot of fun i think you'd enjoy it what's disc film <laughs> Um, so Kodak made this thing called like the disc system. I think it was like pretty hot late eighties, early nineties, but it was like literally like a, a, a disc of film. It looked like, uh, almost like a little floppy that you put inside of like a flat looking camera. And, um, it was smaller than, um, 110. Like the, the negatives were just like super, super tiny, almost like microfilm. Um, but Kodak was just trying to make it like more convenient and, and easier or whatever. Um, it didn't live very long. Like no, no one, no one makes, um, no one makes film or like adapters so that you can use that format anymore. Um, I do have like a, a film photography friend who's a bit of a mad scientist that likes cooking up like weird cameras and shit. And, um, he took apart a disc and like filled it. I think he put like x-ray film in it or something and, uh, shot it and then like developed it himself. But it was like a lot of work for shitty pictures. Hmm. I saw x-ray film on Etsy today. It looks pretty cool in the sample images. Yeah, x-ray film can get some really interesting results. Um, oh, and then Connor asks, has anyone asked about the roll you posted a few years ago with the light leaks? Those turned out really cool. How did you get that effect? It was of the cliff sides. The cliff sides? So, like the ones of the beach? I'm not sure. Question mark? Okay, if you're talking about the ones that are in Portugal, like of the cliffs at the beach, that was not my camera doing that. That was the film, the psychedelic blues film that I used. 
that okay. had that effect. And I really like using that film for like epic nature. It just looks so good. It does look really cool. Those photos like look really like surreal and almost like a fever dream. Some of them. Thank you. And then you've got the classic you've changed. I think everyone that like shoots film in Toronto has at least one photo of that building. It's a vibe. It's absolutely a vibe. So when you're in Toronto, what are your, your like some of your favorite places to go shooting around there? Kensington Market, Queen Street West. Well, uh, which part of Queen Street West? Um, all of it. That's really. fair. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Uh, well, yeah, I mean Kensington Market, of course. Um, Chinatown. I really like wandering around Chinatown. Um, the Ossington Strip. I like hanging out around there too. Um, and it's funny when I was visiting, I was like wandering around there and like along Dundas and college and in queen and, um, stickers that I'd like put up like a few years ago are still sort of lurking about. So it kind of was like a little pleasing to be like, okay, that's neat. My fingerprint's still sticking around here. Cool. And I like, Hamilton too. Um, I have a bunch of like creative friends that live out in Hamilton. So I'd go out, uh, go out there and visit them. And uh, I like taking photos out there too. In Hamilton? Yeah. I like Hamilton too. I took pictures there too. Um, recently, like the recent film I got back, there's some shots in Hamilton. So I'll post those at some point. Nice. I look forward to seeing those ones. Hamilton's pretty cool. Which part of Hamilton do you like? So one of the places I went to was the Devil's Punch Bowl. It's a waterfall. Okay. It kind of looks like the Grand Canyon. Whoa. It's really cool. That's trippy. That sounds really cool. I like that big-ass cemetery there. That one's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, taking a bunch of pictures in there. And then, like, and I went to this. Oh, so was that? I went to this area there that reminded me of Kensington. I can't remember what it was called. Do you know that place? No, I I didn't come across any spots there that um, remind me of Kensington. So that sounds really cool. And Chris says, just scrolling through Nicole's photos, and holy crap, there is a pic of a 60s church that looks a lot like the church that he lives in. My friend Chris is a bit crazy, and uh, he bought a church to move his family of, like, 12 people into. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. I wanted to buy the church in those pictures. Well, maybe one day you can buy a church. The people who last abandoned it, they bought it for $1. What? It's for sale for $1. Huh. I think Chris paid more than a dollar. Probably. Sorry, but they what? They just, like, couldn't afford the property tax, so they did it. 
Oh. That's why there's a bed in the church. Okay, so they were living in there for a little while before they abandoned it. Yeah. That makes sense. Because I, I really kind of, I dig the furniture look that they've got going on in there. Like, I would totally live in that church that you shot there. Like, that would be with those big-ass windows and stuff. That'd be freaking amazing. You'd have to fix the flood situation. Yeah. Small price to pay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Connor says, dude, your super grainy shots in the expired film are so nice. Thank you. Getting a lot of love on your photos tonight. <laughs> they are pretty great. What were you, oh, you going to say about your friend and his church? <laughs> so yeah chris chris is like a, a super old friend and like you know he when i moved to toronto um he road tripped with me from edmonton to toronto and uh i just love hanging out with the guy but he recently bought a church to get out of edmonton because like he said here he paid less than a new car for the church and um <laughs> his where he's building his office is where the altar used to be <laughs> which i find is kind of funny that like you know he's making his office the altar i do the same yeah why not it's it's, it's the power of position like you know whereas mm -hmm. he says the church in detroit with all the rectangular colored glass windows is really really similar to his windows I think I saw the Detroit one. Which one? Um, the church in Detroit with the round windows. I remember. Hmm. <laughs> and he says his neighbor, the mayor, heard him playing Slayer on his guitar the other day. <laughs> Amazing. Chris is older than me, so, like, you know, he loves Slayer. So when, when you, you said you're thinking about putting a book together, like, what kind of, uh, what kind of stuff were you thinking of putting into it? Just, like, mostly your street stuff or the abandoned stuff or? Yeah, mostly the abandoned stuff, but I'd probably include other stuff, too, because I just think it's more interesting with the other stuff, too. So probably like everything, but like it'll mostly be abandoned because That's I mostly shoot abandoned. So, yeah. Yeah. You've got so many rad photos here of the abandoned stuff. Sorry, I was wrong. He said rectangular windows, not circular. That was my bad. <laughs> Chris says, oh my God, do a book. Books are our friends. I I'm a huge fan of like um you know encouraging people to to make books and like you know doing books myself cuz it's all well and cool to like share stuff on Instagram but um it's a lot more fun to like you know put something into print that like people can pick up and hold and you know you don't have to like pass a phone around or like get someone to go to your like Instagram to check out photos 
How many books have you made? Um, I've made three so far, and I've got another three or four that I've I'm kind of been they're, they're in like various stages of being put together. Um, yeah, and then I'm I'm part of the Northern Film Collective, um, and Becca puts together like a yearly. Um, sort of annual of all of the the members photos and so uh, we're a bit behind on volume two this year just like with everything that's been going on um, but that's going to be um, getting put together probably this summer and then we'll put out a call for uh, submissions for volume three so if, if you don't follow northern film collective yet definitely check it out give uh, give a follow and uh Oh. Sorry, I lost you there. I've never heard of Are you still there? <laughs> yeah okay you're back um so you say you I, never heard of the northern film collective sorry everybody We'll give her a minute to buffer here. Hey, Maddie. Kind of maybe back? Maybe. Not quite yet. I know. <laughs> Internet connection misadventures. Stop all the downloading. Hey, kid. I'm a computer. Help, computer. It looks like you're coming back a little bit more. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I can hear you. Excellent. So you're saying you, you haven't heard of the Northern Film Collective before? Right. Well, I'll uh, I'll send you um, a link to the profile there, but... It's like a, a Canadian sort of film group where my friend Becca started it a few years ago with the idea of um, sharing more Canadian content because there's lots of um, pages and feeds that share like a lot of like photos from other places, but there wasn't much from like Canadian photographers. And uh, 
she also puts together like a book every year. We did the first one last year and we're working on a second one, but we just put out a call for submissions uh, to photographers all around Canada to uh, share photos and get them put into a book. And uh, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah. So I'll definitely send that over to you there. But um, yeah. Yeah, I'll check it out. Definitely. Um, Chris was saying that prints and books are so much more fun and uh, he can see that a lot of your photos would also be cool as postcards. Yeah, I saw a postcard for sale in a Toronto boutique that had the same picture that I took before. Oh, crazy. And it was better. <laughs> well, maybe... It, it's like a church beside a strip club. That's kind of amazing. Where was that? Yeah. Where uh, where did you find the church and strip club combo? It's like Lansdowne. Sorry, did you say Lansdowne and Bloor? Okay. <laughs> Just give her another minute to buff her hair. Land sound and blur. All right. Well, if you're in Toronto and you want to check out a combo um, strip joint yeah. in church, um, take a look around Lansdowne and Bloor. Okay. You still with us there? Okay. We'll try and get her in one more time. And Sorry about that, everybody. Darn internet connection problems. Oh, it doesn't look like we're getting her back on this one. So thank you everyone for like tuning in and hanging out. Hi. Oh, are you there? Hey, you're back. And you're buffering. Hello? Okay. Um, well, it, it looks like her internet has uh, finally bit the biscuit. So 
and I call it here. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in and hanging out with us and, uh, you know, dealing with the technical difficulties. Love and appreciate all, all you guys. Um, let Mr. Mocha walk us out here. Um, yeah. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of the chat. Um, next week I'm going to have Andy Odom on with us, uh, broadcasting from Denton, Texas, uh, part of the Instant Film Society. So it'll be good to catch up with Andy and talk some Polaroids. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Nicole, for um, you know, being part of this. It was really cool to learn about all the different things that you're working on. And uh, I'm really excited about the book. And if you need a hand with the book or anything like that, feel free to reach out to, uh, to me anytime. I would be happy to help out. And uh, you know, stay safe out there, everyone, and uh, take care. All right, bye.